Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time. Ellie Danka, Timothy going to Tim with you. Time now for In the Spotlight. And today it's about esports. Yes, of course, because Singapore is no stranger to esports competitions. The mm. Singapore Tourism Board, in fact, saying that Singapore has the potential to become. Get this, a top-of-mind destination for eSport fans globally. Well, we did have the inaugural Olympic eSports Week, which was held here in Singapore last month, so why not? Mm-hmm. And with uh, Southeast Asia, of course, being among the world's fastest-growing eSport market, with gamers making up to 82% of Southeast Asia's urban online population. I often, yeah, yeah. I often say this could be my second or third career. I can still be an esports gamer. Uh, let's find out more <laughs> about how we can get a slice of this uh, billion-dollar pie with uh, Ferdinand Gutierrez, CEO and co-founder of Ampverse. Ferdinand, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good, guys. How are you? Ferdinand, what is uh, Ampverse all about, first of all, before we start? Yeah, Ampverse is a company that, you know, we built couple of years ago that's basically a ecosystem with three different pillars and obviously the first thing is we build communities esports within the communities we have we have our talents and our teams and then in the middle we have um an agency layer to the business which is basically connecting us to brands and everything around it and then lastly we just built a division called Ampers labs which is really understanding how we connect our 600 million fan base and, and build products and, and, and data platforms that will be able to, so that we can service all the layers that we have in, in terms of our user base. So if we were to look globally, what markets are you targeting right now? And what other markets are on your radar, potential up-and-comers? Well, uh, currently, we're in a couple of markets in Southeast Asia, right? So we're in Thailand, Singapore, Philippines, Vietnam, and, and India. And I think some of the future expansion plans that we would have would be towards the Middle East. Ah, wow. Okay, um, Fernand, let's, let's talk about esports this year in 2023. What are we looking at? What is the state of the industry right now? Yeah, it's an interesting time because, I, you know, obviously esports is continuing to grow. I still believe that it's one of the, it's one of the areas in the world where no matter what happens, it's still going to be um, somewhere that gives us you know, a brighter future in terms of digital entertainment, right? I think um, more and more people, given the economic times, are playing more games. Mm. And now what's interesting is more technologies are being pushed into the gaming space. Everything from AI and VR and all the new technologies is just pushing the gaming space a lot further and further. And you're seeing the gaming um, ecosystems evolve. You know, if if you look at some of the things like metaverses, for example, that's also growing quite a bit. And I think gaming is a natural metaverse anyway for a long time. So um, I I think it's an exciting time. Yeah. I mean, when you look at it and the amount of potential of so many areas, if you were to advise someone that's new to the esports industry, where's the best place to cash in on this boom? Well, I mean, there's a lot of ways to kind of dip your foot into it. Mm -hmm. I guess the best way to do it or the easiest way is obviously if you want to become an influencer, that's probably got the widest um, opportunity. Okay. Because if if you're passionate about gaming and you have something to talk about and you have a great personality, you know, there's amazing ways to get involved in the esports space. 
So, you know, being an influencer is one thing, or you can be a shoutcaster, another thing. And there's a, to be honest with you, there's a whole business around esports, right? You can be an esports team manager, you can actually be a player. Uh, so, but I think okay. the, the most broadest way to look at esports, and I'm going to even push it a little bit further, is look at gaming. Mm. You know, if you're really good at playing games, there's so many ways to create content. At the end of the day, content now is what drives you know the younger generation. Yeah. And if you're really good at creating content, that's a really quick way to to get into the industry. And it's probably the less you know the least amount of friction, if you ask me. Okay. I guess the problem there is that you get parents telling their kids not to spend so much time <laughs> gaming. When I always say, hey, if they're really good at it and they can you know in the future can make a living and and enter this very lucrative industry because yeah. it, it is a big industry. Uh, Ferdinand, what about you? How has your perspective of gaming changed? Well, from the time you started, I guess, until today. Well, I'm an old guy, right? So I started with an Atari. (laughs) Me too. Atari, love it. (laughs) Space Invaders and the joystick. Oh, my God. I spent so much time on Space Invaders. You know, my parents must be like, I'm never going to amount it. (laughs) Yep. I I know where you're coming from. That's where it started. You know, Mm -hmm. I was maybe 10 years old with my first console, and I loved playing games. And then what's interesting is how the gaming landscape has evolved, right? It went from me playing by myself, me playing with friends, me playing on LAN parties, me playing uh, digital platforms where nobody's around anymore. And Mm -hmm. look at the future. Everybody's going to be playing in the metaverse one day. LAN parties. I haven't heard that. It's the whole evolution of the industry, right? I think it's crazy. If you look at the graphics, you look at Unreal Engine 5 being able to, you know, render movies or TV shows like, you know, The Mandalorian. Mm. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Now it's only about technology and imagination at the end of the day. And if you can marry the two, you got a lot of magic there. And that's what gaming really brings to the fore. Are we talking about an industry that's reportedly worth uh, $1.3 billion? Uh, Can I get your thoughts on it? And how far do you see this going in terms of profitability? Well, I think $1.3 billion is a start. I think there's a lot of ways the industry can grow. Okay. Um, I think the biggest thing is to try to get mainstream advertisers involved in it. We want to we all want to build better distribution deals, or, you know, via you know bigger companies. You know, whether it be a Facebook or a YouTube. Or, you know, obviously sports like the NBA and and you know even new sports like the UFC yeah. has been able to really create bigger economies based on getting broadcast rights. And I think. I hope that the sports industry recognizes esports as something so big that they want to get into more broadcast rights, whether it be digital or non-digital places, so that there's enough money pumped into the industry. Right now, that $1.4 billion is just a speck of what it should be. And if we can get more and more brands involved and more and more broadcast you know, partners involved, then the industry really takes shape. But it takes a lot of education and like, it takes a lot of time and effort for all of us to grow the industry together. Okay, Ferdinand, what about uh, the talent pool here in Singapore for the gaming industry? Uh, I guess we're talking about uh, gamers as well as developers and, and all that. Mm-hmm. Where are we at are this, you, uh, this stage in Singapore? Singapore has some really good gaming teams. There's a couple of teams that were formed out of Singapore. I think there's a lot of potential. You know, I think the biggest thing, right, is that gaming, it's not predicated on, you know, your ability in terms of, physical ability, right? Yeah. And I think Southeast Asians or even Asians in general 
have a really amazing potential. They have amazing potential to be the best of the best, right? For example, in Thailand, we have the world champions in Arena Valor with our team Bacon Time. We're, we're saying that we can compete on global stages, and the fact is that we're Asian, right? <laughs> so I'm really proud of the fact that we're Asian and that we're world champions. And what I see is the potential in the region, that's why we're in, in several different markets, for each market that we're in to have a world champion one day. And Singapore is no different. Mm. I, I suppose that also adds on to the case for Singapore to grow itself to become like an esports hub. I mean, we did have, uh, as I mentioned earlier, on the Olympic Esports Week. That's got to be a mm-hmm. positive direction that we're moving in. Absolutely. I mean, it puts Singapore in the spotlight. What I'd love to see Singapore do more is build more grassroots programs for the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, there's so- a huge opportunity to build esports academies and get kids early on. If they're really good, we spot the talent early and really push it. So, the parents Ferdinand, how are you going to get the parents to get to uh, allow their kids to do this? Uh, show them the money. Yeah, hey. Ah, good. That's show Asian speak the right there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, look, you know, our, we, pay our, we pay our player salaries and they get a percentage of the revenues, right, of, of the, the winnings, right? So... There is a proper sport there, guys. It's not just, you know, for fun. Um, you can make real money playing esports. All right. Uh, just a final question, uh, Ferdinand. What's next uh, for your company, Amverse? Yeah, I mean, uh, one thing that we're really working on is building better data sets for okay. our teams and our talents. So what I mean by that is, you know, for us to take a lot of the third-party data that we get from other platforms like YouTube and Facebook mm-hmm. and really drive them into our own platforms in order for us to understand our user base is a lot better. Mm-hmm. And once we get that user base tactic going, our big, our big idea is really to build, build products for them. And, you know, if we have the data and understand what Gen Z and Gen Alpha want to buy, we'll build the products for them. And, mm. and up, you know, I think that we could become a really, really interesting play because we're not just mm. a, a sports company. Yeah. We're a data company that has real product. All right. All right, Ferdinand, thank you very much for joining us here. Ferdinand Gutierrez, CEO and co-founder of Amphers. Thanks so much, guys. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.